and welcome to another episode of Whip's What's Up With. So, what's up? I am the whip in question, and in order to get our minds back into the right headspace for what we're about to talk about, I would like to take you back to the year 2009, or perhaps you prefer to call it 2009. Either way works. That was the year that both Glee and Modern Family aired their first episodes, respectively, and in the case of Modern Family, that was the start of an incredible run that would last 11 seasons. 09 was also the year of one of the more infamous moments ever at an awards show. In this case, it was the MTV Video Music Awards when Kanye West, heard of him, got on stage and interrupted Taylor Swift heard of her as she was trying to accept her video of the year trophy and make a speech Kanye got up there as I'm sure you remember so he could say that Beyonce actually deserved to win and we all know that Taylor has not forgiven Kanye yet no matter what she says and I'm guessing that's not going to come anytime soon and if you had checked the Billboard Hot 100 singles chart around that time you would have seen You Belong With Me by Taylor Swift having a great run at that time and you also would have seen the debut of the song Hey Soul Sister by Train, which was that band's first hit in five years. And that five-year period included a brief band hiatus. And it would eventually become their biggest song. And it was ubiquitous for a very long time in American pop culture. Hey Soul Sister would propel them to their highest levels of success. But just a few years after that, Train's longtime drummer, Scott Underwood, departed the band. And soon after that, Train's founding guitarist, Jimmy Stafford, did the same. As Pat Monahan continued and continues to this day, the band with a bunch of other musicians. Now, Jimmy Stafford is a huge favorite of Train fans, always has been, and also happens to hail from Morris, Illinois, which gives him a connection to Mixed Morning Show host Eric Ferguson. And that is where we will pick up the conversation that I had with Jimmy. In August of 2021, I went to high school with his cousin Jack Ferguson, and uh, Jack was the uh, keyboard player in my my first band, my high school band. So, have you talked to Eric about this over the years? Yeah, yeah. We, uh, I mean, ever since the first time we were ever invited on the show, uh, we used to do so much radio in train, especially in the early days. Uh, just anything to, I don't know, just to get get some attention and get our songs played on the radio but uh we uh we used to come into the program uh quite often and every time i'd see eric and uh you know we we talk about that and mention jack and so i know you guys went down to mexico with the show at least a time or two and did a, a, a number of other events with the mix that's right yeah i forgot about that that was actually a really crazy time that was fun yeah <laughs> those trips were always exactly how you described crazy and fun i think those are two very accurate words yeah as a matter of fact i think i think we ended up uh there's a term in the in the touring music touring industry called uh oil spotting and that's when uh, when somebody sleeps in or doesn't make it to the bus and they get left behind and they have to find their own way back. And uh, on that Mexico trip, when we were leaving, uh, one of our crew members got oil spotted. He just would not get out of bed. He was he had a long night and just was not budging. So uh, he got he got left behind. He just said, "Too bad." How many warnings do you give a person before you say, "Okay, that's it, you're done"? I mean, I, you know, I don't know. I don't. 
you know, that wasn't really my job. Yeah. Uh, that was like the tour manager's job. But I, I mean, you know, I he he try and give them some time. I mean, sometimes maybe even a half an hour until people start getting impatient and start, you know, protesting and like, let's just leave them. That trip, um, I guess that's the perfect recipe for that kind of thing. If it's going to happen, it would be somewhere like that trip. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, this, I mean, you know, you don't want to uh, getting, getting oil spotted in Chicago when the next stop is Indianapolis or something is one thing, <laughs> but getting oil spotted in, uh, in Mexico when the next stop is New York. Right. That's a whole, that's a whole nother deal. All right, Jimmy, you know, uh, you had so many fans and have so many fans and um, it broke my heart back when I saw train suddenly appearing in about what, 2016, 2017, and that Jimmy was no longer part of the band. I don't know how much you want to discuss, can discuss, feel like discussing, but what were the circumstances of that? Cause I, I never felt like it was very clear. All I knew is, that it didn't seem like train anymore to me when you weren't there. Well, and that's, and that's kind of why I left. Um, it didn't feel like train to me anymore either. Um, I mean, the band had gone through a lot of changes through the years. You know, we started out a five piece, uh, and those five guys, you know, did the first two albums together. Uh, and then, uh, then we lost a guy on the third album and then we lost another guy uh before the fourth album was recorded and uh you know by the time like the hey soul sister period started uh you know around 2009 there were only three originals left in the band Mm -hmm. Uh, myself pat and scott underwood the drummer and then then scott uh you know, was gone a couple years later, like probably by 2013, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just Pat and I as original members. Um, and it just, it just wasn't the same band. It wasn't uh, musically. It wasn't the same. Um, you know, we used to write together um, as a band. It was a real band. And, uh, and then that kind of just stopped uh, and Pat was writing with outside writers. And, you know, it's hard to argue. I mean, there were hits coming out of it, uh, big songs that were uh, translating into big ticket sales. And everybody was happy. I mean, you know, I was making more money than ever. Uh, so it's not like I'm complaining, but it just didn't feel like a band anymore. Um, and... I wasn't involved in the writing anymore. Was that something that Pat gave you a heads up on? Look, I'm going to be working with this writer, that writer, or whatever? Or was that just something you sort of uh, discovered on your own? You know, it kind of just happened. Um, We took a couple years off uh, in 2007 and 2008, and Pat did a solo album. Mm -hmm. um, I remember that. that, I remember the song Her Eyes. I remember that. Yeah, right. And, And thankfully... Uh, you know, it wasn't very successful and the tour wasn't either because um, otherwise I think if it would have been successful, there would have been no more train. Um, But uh, in 2009, Pat called uh, me and Scott up and and asked if we wanted to get the band back together. And we were like, yeah, man, let's do it. Let's let's make a record. And uh, he said, all right, well, I've got some songs. And he kind of came in with 
a bunch of song ideas uh, already written with other people, with other writers. Um, and one of them was Hey Soul Sister, um, which, of course, <clears throat> proved to be a, a huge song for us you know right do you think that he? Um, do you think that he had had those songs planned for his solo career if that had taken off and then decided to get back with you and said hey i have these songs and now they're band songs uh maybe i mean i'm not sure well they were written during that time because i mean when, when we got back together uh and the first time we got together as a band to talk about making a record he played us some of these new songs and they and they were you know demoed and all, all ready to go and they sounded great uh so we went to london and made that record but but yeah i mean i think he probably thought those songs uh you know based on how his solo record went i think maybe he thought those songs would do better uh under the name train uh so and to and to have that happen um it had to he had to include me and Scott in the deal there. Well, they certainly did do well, and that certainly does seem to have been the case. I think they did do better, and I'm sure you know that because they were under the band name Train, and then you guys were, were bigger than ever. So I guess he got the results he was looking for. Yeah, yeah, and we, we were all happy. Everything was great uh, for a while. Um, I mean, the band is still together, but you know, Pat's, Pat's now the only original member. Right. Um, but, I mean, they're touring, and they're still... You know, Pat's still making records, but it got to a point, you know, a couple years after. I mean, I stuck around for a few more years after Scott uh, departed, but uh, it just wasn't the same. Uh, I, you know, I was starting to feel a little bit like uh, uh, unwelcome, um, just, you know, just because, you know, in my own band, you know, but yeah. but it was down to just me and Pat. So, and I don't think he really... I think he wanted to be making decisions without having to ask me all the time and get my approval. And, uh, you know, I mean, I had new little kids, uh, I, you know, I had, I had a baby and, uh, and another real young child. And, uh, I, you know, I was always kind of trying to get him to slow down a little bit, you know, to his credit. Uh, he, he's a workaholic. I mean, but, um, and, you know, and I think that is part of the reason why the band had such big success. Like, I mean, we just worked our butts off, you know, and but after a while, it got to a point where, like, we don't really need to be working this hard. Like, we've made it. <laughs> you know, people know who we are. We've got really big hits. We can we could take a few months off. And and nobody would even notice, <laughs> you know, and go spend a little time with our, our family and our babies and stuff. And, um, and, you know, it always sounded like a good idea, but it never, it never happened. We never really took time off. Um, I don't know. He, he just, uh, he really likes to just be working all the time. Do you ever try to convince him like, hey, if you're working all the time, yeah, you're doing all these huge things, but you're not taking a break to actually sort of enjoy the fruits of the labor? Yeah, but I you know, I don't know that he I think he enjoys the work more than the fruits of it. So yeah, we we did discuss it a lot, but you know, it was easier to discuss when there was more of a democracy, but once it was just me and Pat, it was like just me wanting to do one thing and him wanting to do another thing, and then our manager 
having to kind of make the decisions. And, you know, the manager is always going to side with the singer. That's just kind of the way it works. <laughs> and, you know, so we just worked a lot. And it just got to a point where I just uh, I just didn't feel like it was my band anymore. The music was changing. And so we decided to go our own ways. And so you were the one who made that decision? Yeah. I, You know, I'm the one. We were touring in Australia, I remember. And I had, uh, you know, discussed it with my uh my wife who's uh, my ex right now but but um at the time i discussed it with my wife told her what i wanted to do i don't think she was very supportive of me leaving um i mean she tried to pretend to be but uh, you know i think she i think she enjoyed the not really the lifestyle but i think she enjoyed me being gone <laughs> Sometimes you hear things like that from people who are in industries like, you know, sports or, or music or whatever, where you're on the road a yeah. lot and then the, you, you come home and then the, the wife or the, the spouse or whoever says, uh, you know, I, I kind of liked it better the other way. I liked my space. Right. Yeah. It's kind of it's kind of like that. She, she was used to that. She she married into that. You know, I mean, we got married like right when Hey Soul Sister was taken off. And I, I mean, I was just traveling all over the world, you know, and. And uh, I think she just liked it. And then, then we had a baby, and I, I think she enjoyed being a stay-at-home mom and, re- and then having me just kind of pop in on occasion. And I, I, it, was a, it was a good situation. She, she enjoyed it. Like, well, what are you going to do? I'm like, I'm just going to stay home with you and be a dad. And she's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Back it up a minute. I get a job? I'm like, I don't need a job. Right. Well, you know, this, I, I worked really hard for this you know i got why would i get a job i got plenty of money (laughs) she's she's like yeah are you sure about this but yeah it was in it was in australia and i was sure about it i i wasn't happy anymore and honestly i don't think pat was either do you know i think it was just like we we went out and had dinner together one night he and i and and uh we drank a bunch of wine bunch of wine and then we you know I, i brought it up to him about leaving and uh and yeah that was that's kind of how it went so before i get to the music that you've been making since then i wanted to kind of fanboy just a little bit because you have you have kids if you don't mind my asking how many kids i have three um i have one from a first marriage uh that was that was right around the time of meet virginia drops of jupiter Mm -hmm. um and a pretty short-lived marriage but uh and she, that daughter, is uh, she's going to be 21 in a month. And okay. she's a junior in college. Uh, and then I have two little ones from my second marriage that was uh, the Hey Soul Sister period marriage. And they are, uh, one's going to be six in a few months, and one is going to be eight next month. So I don't need to tell you anything about you know, child raising or, or, or how fast it goes, but you obviously know how fast it goes, but this is personal for me because uh, it's kind of funny that the Hey Soul Sister period, the Save Me San Francisco album, such a huge part of my daughter's life and my life because it's a part of her life. So she is now 13, which is where the here's how fast it goes thing comes in. But when that came out, she saw you guys performing, uh, I think it was on the All-Star Game in Anaheim, maybe, wherever it yeah. was. It was live on TV, and she was literally three years old, 
and she just loved you guys and loved that song. And, of course, that song was on the radio, and I was working at the station all the time. That was her favorite song, her favorite thing. So I pulled every string I possibly could string or could pull to get into this little small event you did at Soldier Field in what I think was called the Cadillac Club then, like a little private thing. And I pulled every single string I could so that I could bring my three-year-old daughter into that event. And I don't even think you could bring kids in, much less I didn't really have access to it. But somehow (laughs) I found my way in there with my three-year-old daughter. And I'm sure you guys, if you even noticed that there was like a little baby basically watching your show with all these other adults who are in there drinking and whatever, probably thought that guy is insane. And he probably is a bad dad for bringing his daughter in here. But at the, <laughs> at the very end of it, though, Pat said to the to the audience, which was very small, he said, we love you. And he pointed to my daughter. And he goes, and we love you the most. And that is still one of the greatest things. Um, and so then she went to several train concerts after that. You you were just her thing. You were her first favorite band. And that will never change. And that song, Hey Soul Sister, was also her first favorite song. And that'll also never change. So it's permanently stamped wow. in our lives. Yeah. I love that story. Yeah. That's so awesome. And I remember both of those gigs that you referenced. Uh, I mean, you know, yeah. I, yeah, I haven't lived in the Chicago area. I moved uh, to California right after I graduated high school. Um, but I'm still a Chicagoan at heart. I actually still own a condo downtown and I'm a Chicago sports fan still to this day. All right. So you um, have continued to do music, obviously. You don't just put down the guitar forever once you leave the band. And so tell us more about that and what you have had going on since we last saw you in train. Well, I wasn't sure about that. Uh, I wasn't sure that I would continue to do music. I mean, you know, I'm I'm no young pup anymore. Uh, and I knew when I left the band, like, you know, I'm not going to leave the band and go start another band and do that all over again, uh, you know, at my age. And, and I'm not going to, I don't even had, you know, I didn't have the desire to even play to like join, say some other popular band as a guitar player or something, you know, like I, I had no, thoughts of that at all um my my thought was really just uh i want to be a dad um you know my my first daughter the one that's going to be 21 um i wasn't around for that decade very much um when she was born she was born in 2000 like you know right before drops jupiter came out i just wasn't around much that decade um but, but, you know, we have a great relationship, and I managed to do my best. Like, whenever I had time off, I, I was with her. And when the band got to a certain level, when she was a little bit older, like maybe, you know, eight, uh, I, would, I would take my own bus out on tour. And uh, when she wasn't in school, I would take her out for two, three weeks on the road with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and she loved it. Uh, and she has really great memories of being on, on tour with me and stuff. So I was able to, you know, I did my best, um, as a father and, and, uh, and she, you know, we, we, we recently talked about that and she has no, she doesn't feel like I wasn't around because of all the, those special times that she got to spend with me being on the road and stuff. How cool, Um, how cool is that for a kid though? That's a very unique experience. Yeah, it was really unique and different from what my little ones are getting now because <laughs> cause they're getting the dad that's that like 
they know of what I did, but they weren't around it. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't really see it, you know. Uh, every once in a while, I'll show them like a video of like uh, you know me on Sesame Street or something. Okay, <laughs> you know? that, that is the coolest. Yeah. That's the coolest. Th- that's the coolest thing I've ever heard. Well, yeah, it is, it, I thought so. But <laughs> they just look at it and you know they watch like half of it and they're like, "All right, we're done. We're gonna go play." No, no, that's just you. <laughs> you, know? you gotta show them again. No, kids, you gotta get yeah. this. This is the best. Yeah. Look, that's me. That's Elmo. Right. That's the count right there. We're there. You know. That's so cool. But uh, so I, I wasn't sure what I was gonna do except for I just wanted to be a dad and be around for the kids. Um, and so I didn't play music for. You know, I don't know, maybe six months. I didn't, like, touch a guitar. Uh, I was just being home and much to the dismay of my my wife. <laughs> and uh, We've heard. But then all of a sudden, I, you know, I, I found some old demos that I had made for Train. Because, um, you know, every time we'd make a record, you know, Pat would say, you know, guys got any music ideas? Even though he really didn't want to hear them, uh, I think he'd already had the songs kind of written with with the writers he was writing with but just out of generosity just like hey if you got any music ideas like you know let's hear them but none of them none of them got used so i had a bunch of ideas sitting around demo tapes that i'd made at home uh of potential train songs uh, and they were all lyric and melody list because right uh you know if you come in if you come in with lyrics and melody He's definitely not interested, but, uh, you know, so I would just bring him some musical ideas. Some of them were pretty good. Um, and maybe I should try my hand at, at finishing them and writing lyrics and melodies. And so I did. And all of a sudden I realized I had enough songs that I thought were, were decent enough at a friend's home studio. And so it was pretty low budget, but I got some great musicians, area Nashville musicians. I hear the town is full of them. It's full of them. Yeah, they're all over the place. They're like they're my neighbors, <laughs> you know. I mean, I I'm looking at I'm looking across the road over there at Dolly Parton's house right now. Okay, yet another um, yet another thing that is incredibly cool. Yeah, it it is. It's 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 cool, but you, you know you get used to it. You like everybody's around. You know that's what they do. It's a it's Music City, you know. And I put it out there. I didn't want to. I did I didn't make it to try and be successful again. I have no dreams of that i I, i've i've already been there and done that you know i'm very grateful and and appreciative of of the success that i've had um but i mean it's a really hard business and i don't want to like try and be on the radio again and and to put a band together and go on tour and do all this it's a lot of work (laughs) and Mm -hmm. it takes a lot of money and a lot of time i really just enjoyed writing songs and recording them that's what i was i hadn't really done that uh on my own ever it's always been like with a band or you know being the guitar player in a band or whatever and it it, you know all of a sudden i could do these ideas i was hearing in my head i could finish them the way that i wanted to, to hear them and i could record them the way i wanted to hear them and then i just put it out there it's it you know and now, uh, that first one was released in November of 2017, and in October of this year, uh, I will release my seventh album. Because I'm not touring, I'm not doing the typical cycle that most big bands like Train do, 
it's usually like a two-year cycle. Uh, you know, you, you write and record an album, you put it out, and then you go tour it. And you go on, on the road for a year, and then you take some time off to write and record another album. And it's usually like a two-year cycle. Well, when you're not doing all the promotional stuff and all the TV shows and all the touring, uh, all I'm doing is writing and recording a record, putting it out there uh, on all the streaming and download sites, iTunes, Apple, Spotify, wherever you find music, my website. And then I, by the time it's even released, I've probably already got three songs written for the next record. So I'm able to put records out a lot more often, but they're not like, they're not charting <laughs> because I'm not doing anything to promote them. I literally just put them out there and that's like enough for me. Like, it's like, it's like I've created this piece of work and I put it out there. If people want to listen to it, uh, they can find it. Well, it sounds like you have gotten to a place that a lot of people would love to get to, which is where you have the freedom to just do what you want that makes you happy. And if people like it, great. Yeah, it is a freedom because it's about uh, it's a, it's about the art. It's not about the success and like, oh, we've got to have a hit, you know. No, I don't. <laughs> you know, you've had them. I just, I just, you've had plenty. You know, I, yeah, I had those, <laughs> and now uh, now I can just make music i mean i mean i'm a i'm a pop leaning artist uh so you know i'm all about melodies my music is very melodic and leans towards the pop rock uh side of things that's just who i am i guess you know um i enjoy pop melodies uh but yeah i don't uh, i don't have any intentions except for just to put it out there and just leave behind a a body of work that uh, maybe some people will will enjoy. Well, I'm sure people will, and I'm sure people do. And again, everybody misses you from train. But it's great to hear and great to know that you are doing great. Yes, I'm doing great, and uh, I'm doing what I what I want to do. You know, which is which is nice. I mean, I, I everybody should do that. You know, but uh, but not everybody. I don't know. Can either afford to do that or has the time to do everything they want to do. It's a, it's a luxury, I guess, you know, but it really is a very free feeling to just be able to do what I want to do. The kids aren't with me all the time. So now I've got even more time on my hands. I spend a lot of time at the lake. I'm on, on, on a boat studio set up there. Um, that's almost identical to the one that I have at home in Nashville. So I'm able to work there or work at home and then spend time with my kids and it's good. And you can keep up with Jimmy, his music, and all he has going on at jimmystaffordmusic.com. I'd like to thank Jimmy so much for spending time with us and thank you for checking us out as we wrap up another episode of Whips What's Up With. So please, if you have a second, please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast and then we will see you next time and every time on Whips What's Up With. Peloton, let's go! This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. 
New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.